what did he find? Yes, he's got himself a girl, and I want to make her mine. It's Musical Musers, brought to you by Mullen & Mullen Personal Injury Law and Globe Life Insurance. This Saturday, August 13th, in Irving, Texas, the pavilion at Toyota Music Factory. John Waite will be performing with Men at Work and with Rick Springfield, who is our special guest in Musical Musers. Rick, thanks for joining me. Yeah, I'm happy to. Yeah, so this is really cool that uh, I'm getting to talk to you because I've on our station i'm always talking up rick springfield i think to the question marks above the heads of the other sports nuts that i'm on the show with because we're a sports station believe it or not and (laughs) and i don't know if a lot of your uh the people who fill out your concerts are the rough and gruff guys that make up the sports audience but i'm always there talking about you because i've always been a huge fan of your music and your ability to craft a pop song I appreciate the uh, representation. Talk a little bit about, I believe we've experienced, how many years ago? The This is the 41st anniversary of Jesse's Girl, which was your huge hit in 1981, which went to number one. Can you tell us a little bit about the inspiration for that song? Yeah, it was a relationship I had with the guy, not so much the girl, but I wanted the relationship with his girl and... Uh, it didn't go anywhere, so I wrote a song about it. So um, I'm okay with the way it worked out, but it was a drag at the time. <laughs> it's one of these wonderful mysteries, too, because the lore of it is that Jesse's Girl has never come forward. You were in, I think it was a pottery class or some sort of art class, and there was a, your friend of yours that was in there, or a guy you knew, who was Randy, I believe his name was, right? Uh, it was actually Gary. Gary, but I did I did change it to Randy, trying to find the right name for the song because neither that them worked. So I eventually found the right, the name that sang the best, I guess. But which, interestingly enough, for your uh, rough and tumble sports guys, I named the song after Ron Jesse, who was uh, used to play for the Rams, and I used to wear a shirt of his with Jesse on the back of it, and uh, which is why I misspelled the name. I spelled it the feminine way, J-E-S-S-I-E, instead of J-E-S-S-E, which is the male version. I spelled it J-E-S-S-I-E because of Ron Jesse, because that was the shirt I was wearing at the time I wrote the song. There is a, there's a tough football connection to the song. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to it again today in preparation for this, and... Of course, I've heard it a million times, but listening to it with fresh ears, the progression is kind of this power punky poppy, but yet the vocal line on it is very unusual. Like if you mapped out the melody line on top of that progression, it it flows on top of it like a river. It's more unusual than I remembered it. Yeah, it is. It's a fairly complex song, actually. Whenever I uh, have had to do it with um, another band, there's, you know, there's some... key changes and and things and every chorus is different and it's and it was uh, i remember writing it and and i wrote the riff first and then just singing over the top of it trying to get something that flowed in and out of the riff and that's basically i think part of the magic of the song is that i found that that flow so that the vocal line really melded with the the guitar line and how is it possible all these years later that Gary's girl has never come forward or someone hasn't discovered the identity of, of who this person was that inspired a song that's entered the American music corpus the, at such a high level? Oprah actually tried to find her. It was a stained glass class I was going to in Pasadena, and she found the stained glass class 
and the guy had died two years before, the guy who, who was the teacher at the class, and they'd thrown all his paperwork out a year after that, so she missed it by a year. Dang. Finding out who she was. So you never actually went out with her? You just wanted to, or did you eventually have oh, a relationship? Oh, yeah. No, she she had nothing. She wanted nothing to do with me. That's where the whole sexual angst came from. <laughs> is, uh, she wanted nothing to do with me. But, you know, it was a good driver for a song, for sure. When you're, when you're 28, 29, it's, and sex is everything, you know, it's a, a big blow to not be able to hook up with the girl you want to hook up with. You've had 22 studio albums, so I feel kind of weird focusing just on the first one so far. But there was one song on that that I almost got obsessed on even more than Jesse's Girl, and that's Everybody's Girl. Oh, we, we just started doing that one live, actually, because it's the 40th anniversary. We, uh, we, we do a medley of uh, Light of Love and Everybody's Girl. And it's, it's funny how punk they are, Play, replaying them after you know 40 years. There's a lot of punk energy in, the, in those two songs. And when you stick them together, it's like at the end of the medley, we're, we're like panting and puffing. Outside of Jesse's Girl, what seems to get the most response when you play these days uh, of your many other hits? Love somebody gets a great reaction. Don't talk to strangers. You know the ones that the uh, mm-hmm. kind of the obvious ones. I do a new, newer song called uh, "The Voodoo House." It's off a blues album, I, the last album I did called "The Snake King," and that that gets a great reaction too. It's a big sure. sing along kind of uh, chorus. But yeah, it really yeah. depends. I also do a song called the "World Stop Turning." That's from 1986. So I wrote about my depression because I suffer from depression, and I talk a little bit about it before I do the song. And at the end of the song, everybody's kind of revved up and 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 gets into this great mental state because i wrote the song to get myself up and those kind of songs work really well live visiting with rick springfield of course i'm sure people are enjoying your thick australian accent right now as they're listening to us Uh, (laughs) that's pretty thick mate (laughs) where are you living these days uh, I live in L.A., in, in Malibu, a beach uh, area in, in uh, L.A., and um, it's great. I've lived here for, I don't know, 30 years. I love it. And, I, you know, I, I came to America when I was 21, so and I started acting when I was 25, so no one had heard of Australia back then. So uh, I picked up an American accent so I could be competitive with other American actors for American parts, and it kind of stuck with me. And I've, you know, I, I played a, an Australian or an English guy a couple of times, but it's easy to go back and forth now. I have I have a, a pretty good ear for accents, though not as good as Meryl Streep's, but uh, close. <laughs> do you still have family in Australia that you go see, or do you not make it? I back have there? cousins. Yeah, my my mom died a few years ago. She was kind of the last. She was the the big draw to go back home. Uh, but I still have friends and cousins there, yeah. Now, you're playing with a couple other acts here when you're coming through on your tour. You're playing with John Waite and Men at Work. Colin, of course, has one of the great voices of all time that's ever been I in pop music. Me, I know. Well, they both do. John, John mm-hmm. Waite's one of my favorite vocalists of all time. I mean, he's got that great blues sound edge to his voice. So I'm really excited about the tour because not only are they all great singers, but collectively we, we have a couple of hours of hits between us so it's going to be a great show and since we are a sports station i have to ask you about your sports affiliations teams you root for your favorite uh, sports i uh, root for wolverhampton wanderers and essendon and you're all shaking your heads going what what who what is that premier league stuff that's an australian that's an australian rules football (laughs) team and an english soccer team 
Well, Rick, we thank you so much for joining us. I'm sure it'll be sold out there at Toyota Music Factory in Irving. It's on uh, August 13th, I believe, and they can join you. And I thank you for for talking with us. Like I said, I've been a fan for a long time. Bring some of your football buddies. I'll surprise how hard we rock. Okay, will do. Thank you. Rick Springfield, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Gordon. Bye. Well, there you go. That was my visit with Rick Springfield. He was incredibly nice, and we spoke for about 30 minutes, so... A lot longer than this. We get into guitars. We talked a lot about his depression, uh, about the writing, because he also has written a couple novels and that. And so I think I'm going to try to post those on the Discord a little bit later on today. In like in the Gear Geek section for guitars, people will like the guitar talk that we do and what happened so to we his can famous play. guitars. He wasn't oh, just he was, a... he was a musician first before an actor. I okay. mean, the acting he took is a side job, and his main love is guitar. Like he likes playing guitar more than he likes singing. Hmm. And so that's his favorite. So his first love is guitar. So that's a cool thing about him, I think. I love the Ron Jesse note. I'd never heard that. Never heard that either. Cowboys draft pick in 1971. He was a cowboy before he was a Ram. And that's how he ended up with Jesse's girl. It's because he liked Ron Jesse. Yeah, the sports (laughs) tie in there, how he ended up landing on that name. And isn't it weird that Jesse's girl was never found? Even Oprah, with all her resources, yeah. tried to track down who this woman was that inspired him to write that song. Boy, I was reading his bio. I didn't realize that he tried to hang himself when he was 17. Dude, he has battled serious depression his whole life. He mentioned he it was, a little bit in that yeah, interview. Yeah, he mentioned it a little bit, and I, I, of course, had to edit this down for time. But we got into it a little bit more about the depression. And yeah, when he was 16, he... He tried to take his own life, um, and the rope broke, and mm-hmm. uh, and that kind of reset him a little bit, you know, and scared him. And Golly. I know it, and and you know, it goes to show you what depression is. And I and I'm going to post that also in the Discord, hopefully too, because some people will find that instructive and enlightening, and maybe some camaraderie with him in the sense of that a lot of people suffer from depression. And you don't know why. You know, there's not always a traumatic incident in your past that causes depression or anything like that. It's just an enemy and a demon that lives inside your head. And you get someone like Rick Springfield. And and some of our younger listeners may not know this about him, but, I mean, that guy truly was on top of the world for quite a many years. He had it going on. I mean, he starred on a soap opera. He had number one hit after number one hit. You know, he was a beautiful man. He had all different kinds of female companionship during those days and he was on top of the world and he still battled that demon inside his head so severely that you know he couldn't get out of bed a lot of times so i'll put that on the discord and people can check that out then but i was real happy that i got a chance to talk to him and that you guys were actually nice about letting me run the interview because you're such well yeah it's a it's a big name that's your guy and plus that's your guy Okay, I one do, of your guys. I want to challenge you, Giorgio. Uh, maybe we'll do this next in the corner. I'll go get, grab that guitar over in the next room and play and sing Jesse's Girl at the same time. It's kind of hard to can. do yeah, because the guitar is moving one direction and the vocals are kind of going along in a different thing. It's fun to it's play a good and riff. sing at the same time. Yeah. Great riff. It's one of the. That's what I liked about songs back then, how they would start off with a guitar riff. Mm-hmm. I always love songs that do that. Yeah. Anyway, Rick Springfield, he's playing this Saturday night at the Pavilion. All right, the Rick Springfield Challenge next. Oxmith Security and Saints. All right, we just played my interview with Rick Springfield, the writer of Jesse's Girl. 
big hit in 1981. And as I was a Talking to him about, as I was listening to the song, as the song goes on, I think it's a hard song to play and sing at the same same time. So I challenge George to do what Rick does every night and play and sing <laughs> Jesse's Curl. And I have new respect for him, because that is hard. Yeah, so... Want to hear a massacre? Give it a shot. Pull down the music and turn up your mic, and we'll see if we can... All right. I'm missing an E string on this guitar. Yeah, the high E string is this, gone. Uh, Tim McGraw guitar we have here. Jesse is a friend. Yeah, I know he's been a good friend of mine. Lately, something's changing it hard to define. Just ah, fuck. See? <laughs> I said fudge. <laughs> here, it's you try hard. it. I, I tell you, I can't. See if I can. Uh... He's gonna nail it. Jesse is a friend. Yeah, I know he's been a good friend of mine. <laughs> Lately, something's changing. Ain't hard to define. Jesse's got himself a girl, and I wanna make a mind. See what I'm telling you? That the guitar, hard, yeah, the guitar gets yeah. way off from the vocals, and to do the vocals right, you start messing up on guitar. And if you do the guitar right, you'll mess up on the vocals. Yeah, because you want to sync all the rhythms together, and it doesn't do that. The vocal line flows over the top of the guitar. Yeah, in different rhythms. It's almost like you're playing a Paul bass line and singing. Yeah, which I can't do. All right, Junior, you want to give it a shot? No way. You sure? We got the tab right here. Yeah. I don't understand how anybody sings in step with the guitar mm-hmm. much less a song that's going in a different direction right i don't know how it's possible <laughs> it's difficult he's an underrated guitar player yeah he is a musician because he did write a lot of popular songs uh, you say 22 like, records yeah he's had 22 studio albums cow. this is the one from working class dog in 1981 that i mentioned yeah you've played this, this i don't remember this song I don't either. I didn't remember it as a hit. I just remember when my brother had this album, I'd listen to this, and I love the bass line to So, I love that verse line, that verse a lot. Love that bass yeah. and all that. I don't remember that song. Did you ever confuse him and Bruce Springsteen? No. He actually wrote a song about this, how people would, when they're trying to talk about him, I mean, you don't confuse them musically, but it's when you're talking about him and you... I think I have talking about him before, yeah. yeah. Doctor, doctor, you gotta help me, yeah. You gotta make it right for me. It seems this other man's name's been following me around And it just won't let me be You see, I got this name and he's got this name too And no, well they're kind of close Only a blind crazy fool would think I was him It's like saying green is blue But let me tell you brother
It's a jokey song called They Call Me Bruce. <laughs> How strong his voice was. Yeah. Talking and drinking wine. And she said she liked my music. Thought it was fine. She said, Let's make love. Your place or mine. And in the middle of the passion, I was on the borderline. When she called out a name, but it wasn't mine. She called me Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> and the song ends with him calling his mom long distance. One day, and as they got off the phone, he swore he heard her say, bye-bye, Bruce. (laughs) (laughs) This is a funny Funny. song. Yeah, and he's playing with, uh, as I mentioned also in the interview, this dude. And God, what a voice. This is Colin Hay from Minute Work. And I saw some... I can get you sleep. I saw a video of them playing recently. They're playing these in the original key, I think. Still hit those notes? Yeah. And this is him singing low for him. Later in the song, though, he goes... Especially at night. I worry over a situation. Love the song. I know we'll be all right. Perhaps it's just an imagination. Day after day. What was your favorite Men at Work song, though? Land down under. Maybe this one. Night after night, my heartbeat shows. I must have listened to Living in a Land Down Under. What was that, 82, 83? Somewhere in there. Probably listened yeah. to it two million times. Great. Very unique voice. Nobody mm-hmm. sounds like him. Let's see if I can find the Land Down Under. What the heck just happened? <laughs> um, where's the real one? Oh, Overkill is the name of that first one. one, right? Yeah. Yeah. What about this song? Did it throw you up now? against the wall? No, it's all right. It's okay. You can do it without the uh, saxophone. Yeah, that little trill in his voice. Whatever that kind of vibrato that is. That part kind of throws me a little bit. And then this guy's also playing with them, and we had him in studio once. Yeah, such a great song. Is it? Yes. Yeah, it's a tremendous song. Crank it, Jerry. Although I confess, whenever I would see this video on MTV, I was young, but I'd confuse him and Don Henley a little bit. A little bit. I could totally see Don Henley, hear Don Henley singing this song. Absolutely. God, he has a high voice. Dang, he is 70 and Rick Springfield is 72. Yeah. Here, boy. Really? Oh, yeah. I think guys cried to some girls over this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I ain't missing I'm you at all. 
A local guy played guitar on this album. Who did? Uh, oh gosh, Gary. Oh, I'm forgetting his name. Gary now, P. Thanks. Nunn? No, it's not Gary P. Nunn. <laughs> Isn't he a piano player? Gary Busey? No, he played play piano and guitar. Oh, I can't believe I can't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Gary Busey. All right. Anyway, that's this weekend at Toyota Music Factory. Thanks for, I think show. Live Nation was the one that hooked us up to interview Rick Springfield on that. So I was very happy about that.